tuned in to East Tennessee's premier sports radio call-in show. This is The Drive. Do another stellar edition of The Drive here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Smith punching the time clock on a gorgeous Friday afternoon. Oh, man, what a beautiful day. Sun is shining. Finally. Big weekend lined up. Here it is, a Groundhog's Day edition of the show. You know, Punxsutawney Phil saw his shadow indicating perhaps an early spring because no, that's he the didn't. No, he didn't. I thought he's dead. I saw early spring. He did. I saw it's early, early spring. You've got it. Yeah, you've got it conflated. It. If he doesn't see his shadow, he's not scared and goes back to his hole. I mean, spring's coming. But then again, they also said that uh, all the Puxatawney Phils have got an accuracy rate of about thirty-nine percent, <laughs> which is A coincidentally decent. about as good as most local meteorologists. Yeah. Oh, Todd Howell, put that in your pipe and smoke it, big boy. I won't stand by while you besmirch the good name of Todd Howell. Well, I clearly need to um, relook at how Groundhog's Day works, but uh, it is fitting that Groundhog Day, you know, uh, today because here in Big Orange Country we find ourselves trapped uh, in the flat circle of time. We are Bill Murray trying to woo Andy McDowell <laughs> with the NCAA still persecuting us. The basketball team still warring with Kentucky, trying to get over the hump, and Bear still confused about something. There's a strange person walking through the studio that I've never seen before in my life. <laughs> That's what's got me Ditto. distracted. It is the um, go say hello, another Tucker. day in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Tucker, why don't you? He he left. Why don't you go close the door? Make so sure the door locks. shut. Yeah. yeah. Who was the last one in? Russell. He was taking a call. I mean, let's not let's not get this Friday. Hey, Tucker, go out there and uh, the knife wielding intruder confront him. Please. Yeah, lock the door behind you and go speak with him, please. Yeah. <laughs> All right, where were we? <laughs> Talking about Groundhog's Day. Tennessee basketball at Kentucky tomorrow night. Big one at Corrupt Arena. I'm sure the Rupperies will be out in force doing their thing, and um, you know. I have no expectation of winning tomorrow night at Rupp. Has nothing to do with what we – I'm not pulling my hair out about the – I would have said it just just the same. Maybe I would have had a little bit more hope if we had not stubbed our toe against South Carolina. Guys, it is just hard to win on the road in this league. And it's, it's Saturday night at Rupp, man. It, I'm, Much less at Rupp. I, I'm not – this is not a negative take. This is not a, oh, my God, the sky is falling. This is just Tennessee basketball playing at Rupp Arena. We've won there, what, three times in my lifetime? Three or four times in my lifetime? It's it's difficult. I know before Barnes, because somebody put it on social media, Tennessee all-time versus Kentucky, home and away, before Barnes, 9-35 and 
in like this not all time it's better than I would have thought it would have but been. I think Nine it wins. was from like 1989 <laughs> to when he got here. Well, I, the the first time we beat them there in my lifetime, I want to say 99. Um, that Charles Hathaway game where it was like 49 yeah, yeah, yeah. to 45. Yeah. We won. That was the first time under Jerry Green. That was the first time we had won there. And in, in, I was born in 1980. I think the last time was like the Bernard era, you know, something like that. So um, I don't think Bernard lost up there. Pearl won there once. Was um, it just once? Really? Yeah, it was. So. I remember that Lofton went for what, 31 that game? Bruce, for whatever, like, since since all three of them are in the league, it, it's this weird little love triangle. Like Barnes has kind of had Calipari's number. Mm-hmm. Pearl's got Barnes's number, and Cal has always kind of had Bruce's number. Conzo hmm. didn't win there. No, Conzo does own the largest beatdown in the series history by either team. Yeah, I was at that game. I remember that. It was after what Nerland's Noel exploded uh-huh. his knee. That we were wearing those awful yeah. orange on orange yes. Adidas specialty uniforms. I just remember Jarnell Stokes having a dunk early on in that game, and it was just over. McCray had a big game. Yeah. But Butch was front and center with what recruit? The big time recruit. Yeah, he came here. I don't know. Heard? Yep. Oh. Um, Look at you. Lucky guess. Uh, Barnes won there with I – mean, Admiral had the dunk late to kind of seal it. Has Barnes won there twice? Yes, Fulkerson. Lamonte Fulkerson yeah, the game. Fulkerson big comeback game. Okay. Didn't, La, didn't Lamonte um, put he a shiv a, in their yeah. heart? He's won there at least three times. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because he had one win in a regular season, one of the first Grant and Admiral years. The Fulkerson game, and then if you count COVID, you know, they won up there. Keon kind of exploded. Yeah, so. that was a bad Kentucky yeah. team that year. He really gave back. Like, he's still one game above 500 against him since he's been. He's 6-5, and five, I think, was a number. And I mean, he, it's taking – that's why that one down here last year really still sticks in my craw. And it really does, Houston. No, um, last year was weird. It felt like we were – prepared going into both of those games and then just really let both of them we just crapped the bed yeah they just both got away from us it was nasty they were both ugly is it i don't know if i should feel guilty i feel really good about tomorrow maybe that's because it's rough like if you do lose who cares but i feel good as long as they like i said the other day man i'll be fine as long as they don't no show like they did tuesday night well the good news is kentucky plays no defense they are really, really bad. Yeah, now, they but, do love I mean, to run, and our transition we, defense has not been great. You you feel like South Carolina uh, being able to get – they just – they reminded me of us the past couple of years where they get back down the floor and they get set up on defense. Uh, I, so I watch little things like that. It's just from my time in the game at the collegiate level. Like ball movement sometimes, even if I'm not watching exactly what the play is. Yeah. They anytime it was close to us getting a rebound or a steal, if there was a deflection, Sprint. I mean two two guys at least, and a few times it was just three evenly spaced, I mean like marching orders down the floor, but a dead sprint. They'd hit the free throw line, turn around, take two steps back, and they were just ready and set up to go on and defense. Then the trailers come in and then I mean so, so you don't with South Carolina and I mean Again, uh, Coach Paris, is, he does a really good job. Um, you don't get any free sets on them. No. 
They're always. Uh, I went back and you watched get, parts of it. You don't get cheap it. buckets either. You don't no. get that steal down the court. Uh-uh. You don't get that. Oh, we caught that guy sleeping. You got to really work for it to get points in the paint. And yeah. we had chances. You just missed bunnies. Yeah, I mean that, that was just a just a terrible start. But you know, other than playing hard, I mean, it's just like Russ was saying, man. It's just it. It's not. It's probably the toughest gym in America to go to go win a game at. I mean, they don't lose a lot there. We'll have. We'll have voluntary reaction for you as soon as the game is over, live on Twitter Spaces. Um, Big news today from Ross Dellinger of Yahoo Sports reporting that the SEC and the Big Ten are creating a, quote, joint advisory group to find solutions and steer college sports into the future. Greg Sankey is quoted in this report, pressures are mounting, Sankey says, quote, we are not going to be status quo. This has to be related to Tennessee. <laughs> we are at the, the eye of the storm always, it seems, in college this, this athletics. This is no coincidence, and no. Never more so than right now. Um, we, we said yesterday, Yeah, th- this has been a coordinated PR campaign that started Tuesday when this news was leaked to Pat Forty and Donnie Plowman's statement came shortly thereafter. Followed the next day by the bombshell lawsuit announced by the state of Tennessee and Virginia. Followed by Danny White's hard-hitting statement yesterday. And we wondered what would today have in store. And I think this is all part of it, man. This, to me, is a great sign for Tennessee, Houston, because it shows to me that Sankey mm-hmm. is on board and that they are they are moving forward here in the, quote, we are not going to be status quo. I, I do not think – this is no coincidence that this story comes out today. This is very much tied to what we've been is- talking about all week. That was my first thought. Because that's, that's been our worry, right? Like, is this us kind of going on our own with the help of, obviously, you know, the, the attorneys and obviously the state of Virginia? Like, is this us? Like, do we have the backing of our conference and, and conference members? Now, the timing today is, is unique. I, I do think this was probably something that the Big Ten and the SEC have had in the works. But there's no way they drop this today if Tennessee does not have the backing of the SEC. Well, let me ask you guys this because – I mean, they also, uh, it seemed like kind of a little thing, but, you know, they also added uh, Jackson Lampley. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you put a face, you know, an actual player into the lawsuit, that changes things. But, no, I think this was all, and after reading that, like, I think from the moment things went south on Monday, whatever happened at that meeting, I'd love to have been a fly on the wall for that. Everything from that point on has been carefully orchestrated, planned out, up to and including, I feel like this deal today was Sankey. Don't you guys? Yeah, and I and I give credit to Danny White, Dondi Plowman, Randy Boyd. We saw this in the, the the Pruitt case, right? Every time they'd go to Nashville or wherever it would end up being, there was Greg Sankey right behind Danny White talking with them. They have been in lockstep with the SEC. Yes. So this – and we don't know the exact timeline, but this feels like Tennessee's had an inkling that this was coming for a while. They've reached out to the conference and said, look, we're up against it. We're not doing this song and dance again. We're sick of being the whipping boy. And I think Sankey said, huh, well, I've got something in the works. Uh, let's go ahead and fast-track this timeline. 
and then today I think proves that. This is I think this is a very very good sign for Tennessee. Russ, you think it's just the first step in the big, the basically the, great the Big schism. Ten in the SEC taking, you know, letting them know that we have the power. They're He-Man pulling the sword out of the scabbard on his back. Yeah. Look it up, Tucker. You know who He-Man is? Yeah, I'm familiar with He-Man. Oh, okay. I've you seen the He-Man. conspiracy theory about He-Man and Skeletor, that Skeletor was a good guy in, in reality? I Actually, I think I have seen that. F-O-H. I'm telling you, man. It's an eyebrow razor. Make you think, Russ. Go ahead. Dan Lust is a sports lawyer and law professor at New York Law School. He's the host of the Conduct Detrimental Podcast. He'll join us in hour number two, and he'd be a great person to ask about you know, the interconnectedness of the, the PR campaign and, and what this means. You know, we, we hear a lot of, is the SEC slash Big Ten going to break off in football and leave the NCAA to administer basketball and all the other sports. And I, I think there is a growing wellspring of support for the idea that the SEC and Big Ten just break off completely and do their own thing in all the sports yeah. and, get, and get the baseball players paid and or at least on full scholarships. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. we up to and including, like, I'm talking like all the <laughs> Olympic sports. Because the other thing that uh, somebody pointed out, there's so much stuff getting reported right now, but somebody had a really good observation. I think it may have been Torres. Um, basically, it sounds to him like the Big Ten and the SEC are getting ready to uh, renegotiate a a split NFL college style fo- team, yeah. college football TV rights deal with ESPN and Fox and probably CBS and I NBC. Did, I guess as a fan, you just hope that there's some way that they can get all this settled. The, the realignment issue, it's like – uh, let, let's figure out what, where Florida State and uh, all the schools that we want to bring into this new thing. Let's figure out where they fit and and all this stuff and just do it. I, I know you can't snap your fingers. Sure. And, like <laughs> this is going to take some time, but like in the next year or two, could we? F- if we're going to do something totally new, like well, let's let, really do it. Yeah, let, let's do it and not have a piecemeal thing where we're constantly adding teams for the next 15, 20 years. Yeah, no, just. Go ahead and rip the Band-Aid off, do it. And I think it's going to end up looking a lot like uh, basically what the North City Bulldogs have been talking about. Yep. There'll be divisions, and you'll it'll be, I guarantee you, it, for the simple reason that the NFL is the most successful sports league on the planet. Well, it, television it, product in yeah. America. You know the other good part about it? We're going to stop seeing those garbage games we all hate. Because if it goes like a mini so. NFL, they're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna put up with that. What's the Big Ten up to now, number wise? Do they go to twenty this I, season? I thought they were at eighteen. Is it eighteen? Yeah, it should be eighteen with Oregon and Washington announcing that they're coming in. And then we go to sixteen. Yep. It's a th- I mean, it's thirty-four. It's a mini NFL. You don't need much more. You cherry pick off Florida State, Miami. Might have to tell some teams to get. Well, I mean, there's some schools that are going to get brought in because where, where do you draw the line, man? Like who gets left behind? Well, I mean, are you going to really cut out Duke? Especially what, if uh, you're taking all sports, you aren't cutting out Duke. That's who's, what. That's where who's things taking get... Kansas. You know, uh, they'll I, be in a they'll be in a division. Will they? Uh, just just because of basketball, like it. I think what about so. Kansas State teams getting better? What about K State? I don't know if they make the cut. <laughs> That's where, where, where do you draw the line? What about the Q's? We bringing Syracuse along for this ride? They kind of feel like an NFC East kind of team, don't they? 
Boston College. What a week for Boston College on the show. Wow. UCF, Louisville, Cincinnati. They okay, coming? whoa, 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 whoa. UCF, no. <laughs> We're going to go. Let's go one by one. Louisville. Who makes the cut? Yeah, I mean, for, Louisville. For college football Louisville, NFL. yes. Who was one after Louisville? Cincinnati. No. No Bearcats? Nope. They were frauds in the college football playoff. They don't deserve to be in. No. What UCF comes and and, and Cincinnati doesn't? No, UCF's a no. Oh, for you, me. UCF's Louisville. a no. Who yeah. do you, Louisville's a yes. Yes. Why? They've got a history of winning national championships and competing in basketball. At levels. Sure, why not? Have they won anything in football? They had Lamar Jackson. What about teams that can go ahead and get? Like you keep in Minnesota for Cincinnati anything? Cincinnati had Travis Rutgers. Kelsey. Are you keeping Rutgers? Nope. Rutgers can go. See ya. <laughs> Minnesota <laughs> later. Northwestern. Ooh, bye. Here's a good one for you. Maryland. Vandy. No. God, no. <laughs> well, I mean, if we're kicking out teams that are already in the Big Ten, we're going to have – see, I, I don't know, man. Everybody needs its doormats. Every league needs its doormats. I mean, they, they may stay in Rose has its thorn. I mean, uh, they, they, they could we gotta preserve that Vandy rivalry, man. <laughs> That's the only reason they stay. So we, we got to preserve that rivalry, man. Here's got to preserve that automatic rivalry. <laughs> got to do it. We're, we're joking about it in Tradition. football, but I really don't want to lose the Vandy rivalry in baseball. Yeah, that's a great point. I hate them. Or they basketball. hate us. Or yeah, I just figure they'll come back whenever they decide to hire a coach that recruits. Well, that's what's going to make all this so fascinating. Like, is this? And is it possible that they do a football-only move? Because a lot of people criticize the Big Ten for taking all the schools from the West Coast that they did, and everyone talks, well, volleyball, women's basketball, look at all this travel, softball. Could you do football-only? Could you make it work? Here's what I think they're going to try and figure out how to do, though. Probably, but I think they're, they're going to want to take football, men's basketball, and baseball. But some of the Big Ten does not participate in baseball, though. That's one True. thing. Like, you have the Michigan States, Minnesotas, Wisconsins of the world. They don't. They just don't have baseball teams for hockey. And they've, they've, got, to, they've got to make sure to do everything they can. Because these are the real, the real student athletes who, it, you know, the Olympic sports athletes. The kids in track, swimming, uh, gymnastics, those kids. I'll put baseball in there at a lot of schools, mm-hmm. man. That's hard work being a baseball player at some of these schools. We're going to be talking baseball two weeks from tonight, baby. Tony V and the hey, boys hey, back in action. I'm, I'm ready for it. I my, can feel it in my plums. My heart's nice to start with some games that have some meat too. Yeah, Texas Love Tech. It. They're like what number 18, 20, something like that. They're always in the rankings. Tony Vols ain't scared, boys. He ain't scared. Nah. You step to him, huh? It's a, a bummer about Antigua being yeah. banned. Yeah. Did they get a? T- is there a timeline placed on that? Six weeks at most. What are they calling it? End of the arm? An end of the arm injury? A thumb. <laughs> a thumb injury. Mm. One of those. Yeah. Uh, maybe a true fresh. Uh, some great baseball days. We'll we'll go through the roster coming up. Uh, some great names on the team this year. Get ready for true freshman shortstop Dean Curley. I saw uh, that one. That, that's got to go on me? our on our list of greatest of great baseball names. <laughs> You were, and here's old Curly. I don't know if <laughs> you remember. Like, do the voice. We have a strange Dean Curly. We have Short a strange stop. obsession with baseball names. There's no other sport, football, basketball doesn't have this. They've got cool names. Don't get me wrong, but there's something about baseball names that uh, is is just amazing. We'll go through. We need to go through the list today. We'll go through it. Got to take a quick time out right here, though. 
865 Dean Curley. <laughs> How would you call it, Chris? Up to the plate comes old Dean Curley. Nobody's thrown one past this guy since January in BP. That's because he was putting a dip in at the time. <laughs> we'll work on the old-timey baseball announcer, uh, <laughs> oh, recurring character throughout the season. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I thought it sounded pretty good, but yeah, we've got to work excellent. on it. I love it. Yeah. A little more of the old-school the old old school baseball lingo. Stay with us. The Drive continues. More Fan Run Radio coming up. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. Mike says, did Bear forget about the <laughs> Roger Maris game at Rupp? Conzo doesn't own the largest win in serious history. I think you were talking about the largest Tennessee win in serious history. No, I thought it was no. I, 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 it's an honest Friday, man. I thought that, that was, uh, I was mistaken then. No, I don't remember the Roger Maris. I, it Roger was, Maris you've really You've really blocked this out from memory. That was definitely Tennessee's largest win in the series. 101 to 40. Yeah, that was the SEC Blizzard of 93. Yeah. Dude, I had a lot going on that night. A lot going on that night. Yeah, I had blo- and I blocked that out. See where uh, Hootie got busted smoking a Hootie. I'm not a grass expert. Yeah, I know exactly where that was, where he got busted. What was he doing, uh, driving around, smoking one, burning one? Yeah, no. apparently he had weed and shrooms on him. <gasps> he had shrooms on him? Yeah. A trip ball, huh? That's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, hell, it's Honest Friday. Uh, I, I think it's kind of silly. Tell you the truth. What? They're pillorying this guy. Who's pillorying him? So he got. So he had a little bit of weed. He Who got cares? simple possession, and what was the other one? Like he passed it off to somebody or something. Hey, man, you get. How, how does Hootie sound? We're getting pulled over by the fools. Will you hold my bag? Want you to hold my bag? Let me cry. I just, I don't know. Ain't I got better things to do? Good for him. Last thing I remember from him is him standing on stage saying, bleep Tennessee. So, Same. man, welcome home. I hope they beat him with a radiator hose in. I'd forgotten about that. Bum. Hey uh, there, Hootie. What you doing, buddy? That is oh, a downside. Uh, nothing, officer. Just uh, going for a little ride. Oh, yeah, a little ride here. I, I detect the strong odor of marijuana coming from your car. What do you mean, officer? I, I haven't smoked in, uh, since I was in. Oh, yeah. We plant something. Uh, hey, you remember, when you, you remember when you said bleep Tennessee back there on stage? Payback is a bitch, Hootie. Get in the back of the squad car. Also, is that uh, is that the feces fungus I'm detecting as well? I didn't I didn't realize he got in pop with that. I didn't feces see fungus. That kind of changes the Shrooms. equation. Oh, huh. they, they, sorry. I'm 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 out on the drug lingo from the uh, bovine. I was banging seven gram rocks. <laughs> so was Hootie. That kind of takes it to another kind of deal. That does make it a little bit different. Yeah, I don't. I think it's stupid for. You know, that and that is the downside of fame, man. Anybody else that got caught with, because it sounded like it was pretty much a personal, you know, personal yeah. possession. It's a misdemeanor. But because you're Hootie, 
your front page news and everybody good, knows. Good. When was the last guy who got busted with weed? Gerald Mincy? This I mean, freaking guy. <laughs> God. You still mad? I mean, I can be. Did he pop to. off again today? Did I miss something? Did he have another Instagram post today? No, I think somebody no. went back at him. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was a former uh, – somebody that played on one of the <laughs> – yeah, yeah, somebody went back at him. As Russ said, uh, they will have our full attention now. Wasn't – Russ, was he or was he not the one, this freaking guy, that was sort of suspended for the Florida game, the game we, we shouldn't have lost last year, and yeah. had we not lost that game – would have saved everybody a lot of heartache. He that was, was the week. He was suspended, but then he ended up traveling playing because playing late. Yeah, somebody we, got hurt. Didn't yeah, they? so he got forced into action. Was it wasn't Heupel's greatest moment? No, no. It certainly point. wasn't Mincy's. Let's go to the phones. Eight six five five four six eight two zero zero. Your number to get on board. Rusty is up first today on the drive. Hello, Rusty. What's up, fellas? What's going on, man? I thought I'd get on my soapbox. Um, y'all are right on the right path for where we're headed. Uh, the ACC and the Big 12 are about to go, go the way of the dodo. Um, but you're missing that's going to like come down from this. And I, I'll go further on with those two conferences going away, but there's one huge part that's going to happen from this because we're headed to two conferences and them being governed in the same separate division of college football. Notre Dame. Yeah. Notre Dame's going to have to join one of those conferences when they separate. They'll be in like they can go whatever big, college football's version of the NFC North big is. Big Ten can have them. They belong up there. They don't yeah. want it. This, I mean, well, Rusty hey, look, is saying man. they're not going to have a choice. Like we're, we're not going to have independence in this new thing. No, that I, that's about. what I'm saying. Though yeah. they do not, they will not join the Big Ten. Catholics carry grudges. I'm telling you, I'm one of them. They'll, well, they'll be they'll be in the SEC North end with like Kentucky, West Virginia, Kansas, Kansas State, Missouri. Yeah, and they'll be in the playoffs. Yeah, they'll pound everybody's eyes shut. That sounds pretty good. Can we be in the North? Because that sounds like a very winnable division. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to be in the South with, which is basically the original SEC, is where we're going to end up. It's going to be us, the Bama schools, the Mississippi schools, uh, LSU. Who who am I missing? What what state am I missing there? Vandy will be in that one. You say Florida. No, Florida's going to be in the East with Florida State, Miami, oh, okay, I got Georgia, and South, Car- South Carolina, Clemson, Carolina, NC State, and Duke or something. Hmm. We're, we're, we're headed closer to 30 than 20 for each conference. And they're going to have four divisions, the North, South, East, and the West. The, the, the SEC West will be the old Southwest Conference with the Texas schools in Arkansas. And then... The West Coast teams will be in the Big Ten West. We're, we're headed for something like that sooner than later. Eight, eight total divisions, I guess, like like the NFL. Your, your division winners host a playoff game. Your division runner-ups are away for a playoff game, and you get a 16-team playoff right there. It's not that complicated. Pretty easy to figure this out pretty quickly. The main thing is the NCAA – may still be alive at that point, but they'll have no punishment 
other than did your kids go to class or did they make a high enough score on the ACT? It's a great day. It's a great day to be a college sports fan, though, because we're getting away from all this. What we've currently been stuck with. The, the one thing is, you're right about though. They can't just do it in football. It's got to be everything. Because the biggest problem that they're having to do this, Kent State can't have the same NIL finances that Ohio State can. So they got to be in a separate division to do this. Well, that's fine. The, the NCAA, NCAA can do that. Right. Well, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna well. They're not going to have parameters on what you can spend because they can't by law. The courts have told them that. But you just can't have the Kent States competing with Ohio State because Kent State's going to spend five million or Kent State's going to spend five hundred thousand. State's going to spend twenty five million. So they got to get a separate division for those two schools, which is where we're headed. But it's going to be the same thing in basketball. The basketball's got to separate. The baseball's got to separate. You have to take the big boy league and move it away from all the others so they can compete. I mean, I know Vandy's not going to have the same same budget as Tennessee, but it'll be similar than what Valdosta State's budget is. So, anyway, that's where we're headed. Could be Thank an God. interesting ride. Uh, Rusty, appreciate the phone call. 865-546-8200, your number to get on board. Um, do you see Trey's story that just dropped? Yes. This is starting to give off very strong. Just hear me out here. I'm kind of getting very strong Cuban Missile Crisis vibes. <laughs> what? Between this this stalemate, both sides, neither sides blinking, backing down. Both sides. Every time something new comes out, it seems like it's a it's another uptick in in hostility, and um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? I just had it in my head. It's gone. Well, escalation. Uh, Trey is basically Trey is saying that they're. He said this on the show yesterday that they're trying to bundle in past th- things that have happened in the past in other sports, and it seems to be uh, like my takeaway here is he's insinuating the Maui Ahuna stuff uh, with I baseball. Mean, who knows? I know that would that would not surprise me. And basketball. Um, We've had some high profile basketball players. Even though it shouldn't be the case, the NCAA is currently not willing to separate compi- compliance issues stemming from the baseball and basketball program. So um, these are not all new violations, Trey writes, that have been uncovered during the investigation, but the NCAA remaining steadfast on involving baseball coach Tony Vitello's situation from last season and basketball assistant Rod Clark being suspended for the first two games of the season for an incident that happened in the past are being used against the Vols. More so, the NCAA seems to be bundling this thing together like a television package. See, and that's what I'm really looking forward to talking to uh, to Dan next hour and like asking him like because all this they keep bringing up all this stuff. How are, my question is how are they going to get around all these federal rulings that are like law now, case law, you know, decided? That's why I, I think that. You you just find your your leg to stand on in in and that this has to do with like Nico's ability to make money on his name, image, and likeness, and you just have to be able to show. And I don't think this should be hard that they're trying to pillory this young man and prevent him from making money off his name, image, and likeness. 
And if they want to bundle all that stuff together, that's fine because if we can get get it thrown out just on on that, and, and that's the technicality that saves Tony and and Barnes and whatever else they're coming after us for, then that's fine with me. Um, what the hell did Rod Clark do? I'd forgotten about that. Was well, it a he, bump violation or something silly? I think it was just like talking to a recruit during a dead period or something, but I remember he was only suspended for like a game or two. But we imposed penalties on ourselves for that stuff. Yeah. He was suspended and they accepted two that at the time. Rod, Rod Clark, that was self-imposed. Well, Tony was suspended last year, right? Uh, well, he kind of yeah. took it, though. Wasn't he like, look, I'll sit out the next six games, just let the kid play, and let's be done with it. And I sent I feel like I remember you guys talking about it. The NCAA said, okay. Yeah. Well, if you said okay, then it's done. You can't go back it's and been be like, well. I don't know. And this is not going to look good. Because, I mean, because it kind of proves part of what their big issue when they get to court is the whole collusion thing. And we're doing, like, I mean, they're going to take a look at that. I mean, it's pretty, you know, to bundle all this stuff up and bring up stuff and, you know, what, you know, trying to enforce rules that didn't exist after the fact. Well, it's just more reason to break away in everything instead of just football. Yeah, you good point. You don't have anything to do with any of these people. This Charlie Baker guy, we just thought Emmert was a boob. And uh, listen, whatever they replace it with, whatever the new governing body of the new thing is, I'm sure we'll hate them too. <laughs> it's just probably, but they'll too- start off with pretty concrete rules, don't you think? Maybe I don't know. I mean, th- th- this has just gotten too messy. This this NCAA stuff. I mean, we're just we're arguing in circles here. We're you know what you know what it is. We're disputing stuff that was that that's been decided in the court of law for years now. We're not. We're not. We've been in a loveless marriage, and it's been loveless for a long time. It's a bad marriage. We just need to go our separate ways with the NCAA. Life's too short. To spend it with somebody you just absolutely loathe. We got caught, like the NCAA went through our text messages. Yeah, and we're did. not we're not sleeping with anybody, but maybe having like you know an emotional affair. Mm. We are we are very friendly friendly people. That's how I'd put it. Our text, maybe a little flirting. Yeah. Well, workplace flirting, <laughs> yeah. Workplace flirtation, yeah. What'd you call an emotional affair? Yeah, a work wife got caught with your work wife. A little Jim and Pam action got sucked into like an office marathon. Like, like it's on uh, Comedy Central. Ju- they just play The Office now. That's what they do. Yeah, and like I saw it on, so I ended up watching a little bit, and I was enjoying the episode. But I was also doing some laundry, so I paused it. So I could go in and do the laundry and end up like getting a, a good chunk saved up, you know, so I could just fast forward through the commercials. Yeah. Next thing you know, I'm like half an hour behind or so. So I'm just sitting there watching. And eventually I was like, man, what am I doing? Watching this show I've seen. How many times have you already. watched it? I've only watched it all the way through once, but I've seen bits every now and then, you know, you see, you're like, yeah, I'll watch this for two I minutes. just finished the entire series nypd blue from the, the office finish. is on the list of awesome things you hate have you never seen it no that's one that i don't think it should be on there um i don't you don't think anything should be on there <laughs> <laughs> no this one this is one of the ones that really that makes me angry uh-huh. about it one of the ones <clears throat> um excuse me um i don't hate it i've just never watched it 
And then if I'm being honest, since it's Honest Friday. There's a lot of things on the list that you've never watched, you experienced, and, had, whatever. But I don't, like, I know everybody says it's a cool show. I just tried watching it, and I just didn't think it was that funny. And this is when I get mad. Is like, you don't, you won't differentiate when it comes to me something that, eh, it's just, I didn't find it to be very funny. That doesn't. I don't I remember the day the office went on the list. I don't remember the exact quotes of what you said, but I'm reasonably sure that it was not some milk toast. Just eh, it's not for me thing. It was probably more along the. That's not. That's not good. That's not funny. I watched. It's not funny. It's stupid. No, because honest guy, I never watched it when it came out either. I'm telling. I'm honest Friday and. This whole thing about the more you say, the more you say that makes me less trustful of what you're trying to say right now. We get it. It's Honest Friday. I'm being honest. Are you? Are you really? (laughs) Yeah. You don't look like you're being honest. I'm being honest. You don't sound like you're being honest. Do I not sound sincere, Houston? More so than most. What the hell is that supposed to mean? <laughs> it is a fraudulent Friday on the drive. Stay with us. More of your phone calls coming up. The- I mean, if you're a young man wanting to hook up with an older woman, See, Tucker, I'm, like, where I'm would you go these lady. days? Yeah. Well, we had Michaels back in the day. Coken. They had that. Remember the nickname? Yes, I remember the nickname. Dullard. Well? The Coken Poke. <laughs> <laughs> My roommate Dale works there. Is there a... <laughs> Is there, a, is there a place like such as we are describing now where a young man like yourself, young single guy like Tucker Harlan is looking for a sugar mama, maybe some some divorcee living in Squaw Hills to take you home and make a man out of you for a night? I can't say I know where the places are to find them. I really don't know. Hmm. You ain't been out on a cougar hunt lately, nope. Tucker? Can't say I have. <laughs> Are you trying to protect your burgeoning image as a trusted source of sports radio news right now? And just, I feel like Captain Rose. Honest Friday. That's part of it. It's Honest Friday. Uh, I feel like he needs to enroll uh, in in Captain Romances. Doesn't Drake right, become cool. a nightclub on Friday nights? Right there in the heart of uh, West Knoxville. There, Tucker. That <laughs> if if Tucker and I were twenty years young, or uh, if I were twenty years younger, I'm I'm twenty three. And I've just gotten out of a relationship, and I'm wanting to get out there and sow some wild oats. And I'm new. I'm the new guy, new new guy in town. I don't know where to go. Where are you taking me, Tucker? Again, I, I don't know where the places are. I know a couple them. of places. To find the wait a minute, just to find the older women, or just places in general. Just interesting places. You're trying to help Russell get back on the horse. Where are you taking him? I mean, I feel like you probably got to go somewhere in the old city, right? <laughs> the old city? Is that where you Where do you go, Bear? You said you know some places. Where do you know? 
Just by reputation. I mean, Where? I, go to, I go to bed at 9.30. Where? These days. Where? Well, certainly Market Square. Market Square. No, no, be specific. Name me a place of business where a man can go and find an older woman to seek comfort. Oh, with. no, I don't know about older. I'm just telling you, I, I know there's, if you want to go well, out Yeah, I, mean, I, I, yeah, we, we, know, we know Market Square downtown. Houston, you're newly married. Want to ruin your life? What do you think? I plead the fifth. <laughs> I, I'm not good at that eating anyway. So like, do we I, know any older women we could call and ask? They would openly share their hunting ground with us. I doubt it. Hmm. If there are any cougars out there listening this afternoon, call in eight six five five four six eight two zero zero. Cougar alert this afternoon on the drive. Marcus says uh, we need to get. Young Tucker Harlan on Milf Manor. First of all, in his defense, Michael says when it's Honest Friday, does that mean it's dishonesty the rest of the time? No. Like when someone says, quote, I'll be honest with you. Are they lying to you the rest of the time? It is a dead giveaway. To be honest, let me tell you the truth here. I really don't like you. Look, I, I have no reason to lie. Why would you say that? <laughs> For real. That's a good one. For real, man. No, no, do no, it. no, dude, I, I, I'm being real with you. Or as the kids say, on God. <laughs> Is that what they say? No, no they say on that. God. On, on God. God. Like, really? Oh, uh, yeah. It's, sounds like something I would say if I were uh, lying. On God. Um, it is a fraudulent Friday on the drive. Uh, very sad news from the world of film today. Carl Weathers, who starred as Apollo Creed in the first four Rocky films, opposite Sylvester Stallone, has passed away. He was 76. R.I.P. Apollo. Former Oakland Raider. Chubbs. Played for the Raiders? Yeah, he had, a, he, had a, he had a cup of coffee with the Raiders. He got drafted. Um, I think he was a linebacker. But it was back when they were... Like the Raiders. Justin Hanna says, How happy was Bear when Ivan finished Apollo off in Rocky Four? Actually, that kind of messed me up when I saw it in the theater. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I love, I love Carl Weathers. Shea Guevara stood up in the theater, covered his heart, and started singing the Russian national anthem. If he dies, he dies. I hated Ivan Drago. I did always root for the Iron Sheik, though. I will admit that. I didn't like, uh, what's his name? Sergeant Slaughter. Dolph Lundgren also played He-Man in the terrible live-action He-Man Masters of the Universe film. Two He-Man references in the first hour of the show. Put it in your pipe and smoke it. He got That ruined what little bit of a career he had being in that movie. It was rough, man. It, it completely killed It was rough. Me. That movie does have a cult following. There, there, there are people who really enjoy it. I remember as a child in the 1980s being so excited because He-Man was without a doubt my favorite cartoon. Loved He-Man. Hmm. It like hit was the perfect age in the in the mid 1980s like 5 6 years old when that came out. And oh man, I remember being so excited and it sucked. Oh, it was so disappointing. I never even heard of that. You've never heard of Masters of the Universe? 
not a live action He Man with oh, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, it was it was, it was god awful. I never saw. <laughs> Maybe that's it. why I never heard about it. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. Who played Skeletor? Oh, it was um, oh, it was a famous actor. Like, and he did a he did a good job. Like that's the people who like that movie say that his performance as Skeletor was one of um, the reasons that they liked that movie so much. Somebody runs a Twitter account for Skeletor. Franklin Jella? And yeah. It, wow. That was Franklin. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I might have to watch it just to watch that. Is it Gella or Jella? Franklin Gella. Okay. I, or, I don't know. What else was he in? Like he's, uh, he's a serious oh, actor. He was, serious he actor. was he's in, in a, that, a bunch um, of stuff. That movie with um, oh Johnny Depp and oh what was it? The Ninth Gate. Did you ever see that? No. A devil movie. It was. Pretty, none of you guys have seen The Ninth Gate. Mm-mm. Is it good? Oh yeah. He was in one of our favorite movies, Bear. Dave. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He was in Draft Day. He was a bad guy, and that he played the owner in Draft Day. He was actually that was a pretty mm-hmm. funny role. Yep, yep. Honest Friday, Draft Day. I love that movie. Not bad. It got it got some hate too, and I yeah. watched it. I'm like, eh, I kind of like it. I mean, uh, you know, the guy's sister died of cancer. He's taking care of his little nephews. It's a, it a damn tearjerker. It was okay. Kevin Costner hasn't been in many bad movies. True. For a guy who's not the greatest actor in the world, I can watch any Kevin Costner movie. Okay, have you seen the Kevin Costner movie where he's like a government agent and he's dying of like some kind of weird leukemia and he gets caught up in some big CIA deal and they basically have a cure for cancer? It's this... But it's a great movie, like as stupid as it sounds right now. But he's got like sounds three days stupid. to three days to get both the shots, but to kill all these people. I don't know. There's not a whole lot of bad Kevin Costner movies. What's your favorite? Oh, Dances with Wolves. Really? It's classic. It's up there, man. It's a great movie. Tatanka. Big, big Tatanka. That's not who big I would have thought you would have said. What? Field of Dreams, Bull Durham, Waterworld, Ten Cup. Ooh, you still haven't named it. What are you, a Robin Hood fan? <laughs> yes. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. It was good. He, Costner was on a heater there, starting with The Untouchables in 1987. Great movie. Through The Bodyguard in 1992. He might have been the biggest movie star on earth for he about was. five years there. Yeah. He was killing it. He was in a great Western with um, Robert Duvall. What, what's, yes, uh, what was that called? I can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen it. He did some really cool stuff. Did you, have you guys ever seen the movie Fandango? No, but I used to get my movie tickets from there. Something totally different. Open Range. Open Range, yeah. Where they're moving. Love Open Range. Yeah. Have you seen that? No, if you get a chance, a watch, watch Fandango. Open range. I I found that one day randomly just looking for a western, and I was impressed. That was a good movie. Yeah, he was great in that. He's a superstar. Coming up, 
In hour number two of the program, we'll start with Tucker's top four at four on many of these fine fan-run affiliates. Dan Lust is a sports lawyer and a law professor at New York Law School. He is also the host of the Conduct Detrimental Podcast, and he'll join us coming up here in hour number two. We'll get his thoughts on um, everything that's happened this week in the news today that the SEC and the Big Ten are forming an exploratory committee to address the problems we have been discussing pretty much all week long in college athletics. And the question I'm sure that we're all asking, I, I think it's pretty obvious that what's that? this is tied into – Tennessee and the and the the pickle we find ourselves in right now. I, I think it's a good thing that Commissioner Sankey has spoken out and uh, had some pretty strong words. I'm sure Tucker will have more on that coming up here in just a few moments. Stay with us. The drive continues. It's hour number two coming up next right here on Fan Run Radio. <laughs> 